It's Dave O and Killian White's KC Press Box, powered by FanDuel. The KC Press Box, where you get the sports headlines that you care about. Plus, learn to make cold, hard cash with the Sportsbook 101 that teaches you every aspect of sports investing. The lineup is ready. The players are set. And now, let's head to the KC Press Box with your hosts, Dave O and Killian White. Man, this is going to be a happy edition of the KC Press Box today. You got your boy Davo and my kid. Sharp shooting, Killian White. And in a minute, we're even going to have a special guest in studio. Our friend Cruck is going to join us. More on that in a couple of minutes. Speaking of Cruck, you know that I'm a $1 richer today on the podcast. Yeah, shout out to the most honorable uh, betting payer ever. Yeah, because I, I I bet him. You I think forgot he bet, you made the bet. Well, let's bring him in right now, actually. Hey, Cruck, what, what was the actual bet that you and I made last week? Uh, the bet we made was on the AFC Championship. I said that the Bengals were going to win straight up. And okay. The Chiefs ended up winning. We did a buck, and I forgot we even did it. See, that's why. It's because it was only a dollar. Damo doesn't get out of bed for less than 100 so he just blip on his radar. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. But, uh, but yeah, we're here on the KC Press Box. Crook, welcome in. You've got your own podcast. Pimp your podcast. Give us the eight-second version here. We don't want to take away from ours too much, but we've got to promote you, too. What is it? Absolutely. So it's crunch time. It's on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, and we basically break down sports from an analytical and statistical standpoint. So this is more of a betting podcast. Ours is just straight up facts. And if we do sprinkle in our opinion, we let you know it's our opinion and not stone cold facts. I like it. See, that's good right there. That's good right there. Now, Kruk also played uh, college football for Avala, so he has a very good football background. And and I'll give you credit, man, because one thing that Killian and I talked about last week, Killian, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, I said your name twice there. One thing we talked about, though, was that you and I were concerned that the Eagles would not be able to run the ball necessarily against the 49ers. And I brought that up to Kruk, not on the show, but it was just in the office last week. And Kruk told me, no, nah, they'll be able to run it. I mean, it's the best offensive line since the Cowboys in, what, 2015, you said? Yeah. So, I mean, and they did run the ball pretty damn well in that game. Yeah. It, took, it took a minute, but, you know, and then some of that was I think that the uh, the Niners were so just locked in on Jalen Hurts, and they mm-hmm. kind of just forgot about Kenneth Gainwell and Miles Sanders and kind of just said, hey, you want to hand the ball off? Go ahead. And they kind of just froze, which is rare for those 49ers linebackers to freeze out there and, and be a half step or a step behind. But props to you. A lot of that was the offensive line. So nice call on that, Crook. Thank you. Yes. Now, okay, Killian, so let's dig in right now here on the KC Press Box. First of all, we got a lot to talk about on today's show. We are going to talk about both AFC and NFC Championship game. We'll do a little bit of Super Bowl preview. A little bit. It's a little early. We're not going to... We'll save the full thoughts and preview and prediction and prop bets and all that good stuff for next week. What a great week for props, by the way. We'll probably want to spend a lot of time on that oh, I know. next week. <clears throat> Keep away from the uh, the Gatorade. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Unless the, you have an inside man. If or the coin do, toss. Uh, give us a call. Or the, yeah, exactly. Or how long the national anthem is going to be? Yeah. Um, NFL coaches, some uh, some coaches coming into new jobs, both very odd to me. Well, one of them is extremely odd that he would take the particular job. Um, Pro Bowl. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, and I want to start though, Killian. First of all, how was your week? I guess is my first question. And second question is, you had your first experience at Allen Fieldhouse for the KUK State game the other night. So, you oh, know, yeah. how getting, was your week? We're what getting were your thoughts all on Kansas that? up in here. Yeah, the Chiefs. Uh, I mean, I had a great week in betting. A lot of that was the Chiefs. More of it was the Eagles. You know, we were heavy on the Eagles last week. I even took them up. Uh, 
on a um, an alternate line at like six and a half. They had to win by a touchdown. Wish I had known to take them by twenty and a half, but you know, we take what we can get around here. So uh, yeah, no great great weekend for that. Uh, had a lot of naysayers on the lock this week. So mm, yeah, we did. Th- that made me just uh, hammer the Eagles even harder, and it worked out. So uh, you know, great weekend for Betty. I don't think it was as good as you. You you, you know, you keep the little uh, handwritten. I do. I send it to you every week. Yeah. A, a picture of uh, I write down every bet, win and loss, and then keep a running total week to week. That loss column was awful lonely looking. Didn't this have week. a single one. So this week I had. Zero losses. Last week I had one loss. So this has been a very, very good. And really, the last three weeks would have been monster, except the Bills screwed me by half a point on that teaser when they yeah. I had a minus three and a half and they beat the Dolphins by three back in the wild card weekend. I really would have. I mean, that would have been thousands more. So it's yeah. been an excellent, could have been just legendary. Not to the, mention, we both got some nice uh, futures riding on the uh, We do. The we Chiefs, have the Chiefs. So. We both got yeah. the Chiefs before the year in there um, at, at 10 to 1. So we're going to be making some cash, hopefully, in that. We'll talk about that again next week. But yeah, so KUK State, what do you think of Allen Fieldhouse? Because you're an Illinois boy. You, you went to what school did you go to? Missouri, Missouri State. Missouri State, yeah. It's, it's kind of funny because, I mean, the stadium is not that much smaller than Allen Fieldhouse, but like obviously a completely different atmosphere. That's yeah. one of the best in uh, Kansas. I mean, Going to Arrowhead and stuff, obviously a crazy atmosphere, but just being so packed and on top of each other, it, it really is crazy. I said, I ca- it kind of reminded me of like, uh, I'm not Catholic, but going to like a Catholic wedding or Catholic mass. And yeah, right. Everybody has all these chants and stuff they all know, and I don't know them, <laughs> and they're just doing them in unison, and they're standing up yeah. and sitting down over and over, and I just am trying to play along. But no, I had a great time. Uh, KU won by quite a lot. I had the wrong side of that 12, one. 12, right? Uh, yeah, and I we got on the live line at 14, so I was saying uh, me and my roommate were there. Everybody else was leaving, and we're you know watching the last uh, free, free throws, trying to determine whether we're going to cover that bet, and we did. Uh, people <laughs> were giving us some weird looks when we're cheering for KU missing a free throw with 20 <laughs> seconds left, but hey, we got it in. So, uh, I love betting. Yeah, your buddy's like a huge KU fan. He's got the KU gear on, and he's like, miss it, yeah, miss it. Fist I'm, pumping and a miss. <laughs> dude, betting is the best. <laughs> tell, me, tell me, with the FanDuel Sportsbook, tell me going to games is not way more oh, it's fun. Oh, so much more fun. I mean, we were in Kansas, obviously, so yeah, I got to make. Yeah. It, that's how I got to make that live bet. So that was a lot of fun. Um, I mean, the one negative, it is hot as hell in there. Oh my god, it does get it, hot. It, it does, there's house. no air conditioning in Allen Fieldhouse, but uh, you know great time um did you have some beers with travis kelsey after at the wheel pizza there i wish if i'd known he's going i would have you know we were sat on the same side so it's kind of hard to see him we just kept hearing people uh cheering for the chiefs and we're like you know i guess they are in the super bowl and then they showed him on the megatron and it made more sense but yeah remember when uh when they ask him what he thinks oh it's like a nine on a one to ten but if i had another six beers it might be an f and two <laughs> that's why i didn't see that yeah, yeah they, they interviewed him or not interviewed him but someone some you know drunk kid was yeah. asking him about wheel pizza while he was eating it and he said it's a that's nine funny. but if i had six more beers it'd be a 10 i have had the wheel pizza pretty good stuff <laughs> I, you had I, I had had six beers when i had it so i have never yeah. had it before it's yeah. good yeah pretty good is that like a lawrence staple or what's yeah, the deal so is, that, is that like that one building near the football stadium, the, the Booth football stadium? Is it like kind of like like a house or something? Uh, that I don't know. There's about. some bar over there that looks like a like a house. You know what I'm talking about? Mm. In Lawrence, I haven't, I haven't been on campus in quite a few years. It's a great than, camp. You know, yeah. I almost went to KU instead of Nebraska. Man, just about my whole family went to KU. Both parents, cousins, uncles, aunts. I almost went to KU, but I stayed home in. Lin- I grew up in Lincoln, so I became a Husker. But just I toured KU <laughs> and, and almost went there. Those rough years you've had recently. Imagine if you had a championship under your belt. I know, but I grew up in the '90s I in know, Nebraska. We had three national championships. You know, '94, '95, '97. When I was in school in '01, we played Miami for the championship and got just boat raced in that game. But you know, <laughs> Eric Crouch won the Heisman Trophy back then, and then. 
from that point forward, they let Frank Solich go, and Bill Callahan came in, and they should have, in retrospect, given him a lot longer leash. That would have worked out better. But here we are. We got Matt Rule now from the Panthers, and there I like go. Matt Rule. Hey, Matt Rule was like three minutes from my house the other day. He was at uh, uh, Lee Summit North over there. There's a, uh, I think he's a five star. He's a four or five star offensive lineman. I think he's a high four or low five star. He's a top thirty player. Huh. Uh, I know Alabama's offered Missouri wants him, and some offensive lineman there at Lee Summit North. But he was over there. Got to go, be weird um, going back to that after being an NFL coach. Like, hey, I got to go visit high schools again. Yeah, I, he loves it though. Oh, man. I'm sure, yeah, a lot of them do. It's, you know, it's not like a downgrade. You know something else so funny? Remember that guy I was telling you about? Don't say any names on the air because you, I think you know who this guy is. But remember the guy I told you about that used to be a a, a major college uh, coach? Remember we talked about yeah. this? Mm-hmm. Who I went to the Hey Hey Club with? Yeah. He sent me. He found um, a slideshow when Matt Rule applied for the Princeton University job in 2009. Uh-huh. I've got 38. A th- I'll just show you. It's a 38 page slide, and somehow he's he's like, I don't remember who sent it to me. Matt Rule did not get the job at Princeton. He uh-huh. went on to get the job at Temple. Then he went to Baylor, and then he went to the Panthers. But I've actually got his slide in my phone of his 38 like point, page PowerPoint presentation why you should get the Princeton job. <laughs> so and we, what we he know sees... exactly how not to get hired as Princeton. <laughs> yeah. now. How random is that? So yeah, that's pretty funny though. I'll take a look at that. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. Huh. And, it's, and they, of course, we won't say the guy's name, but he yeah. was at a major, um, we'll just say major SEC job. He even showed me the school he was at, their complete playbook, their audibles, everything, a play sheet, telling me all about how it, I learned a lot from him. So it's always good to learn from from people that know. Uh, no football really well. I, I still think baseball is the sport I know best, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, football's not far behind. Like yeah. I'm, I'm getting there, but baseball's the one I played, you know, for, for much later into my life. So, but yeah, so Allen Fieldhouse was a good experience for you. You enjoyed it. You recommend it? Yeah, definitely recommend it. A lot and, of fun. And we're going to talk a lot of college basketball in the future once we get towards the conference tournaments here in late February. Our shifts will turn from the NFL, which is what we mainly talk about. We're mainly an NFL and MLB podcast, some college football, and of course we'll get into college basketball um, the entire month of March. That's going to be a lot of fun doing our brackets and and breaking all that stuff down. Um, but yeah, we're, let's focus back here on football here. Um, so bad beats this week. I didn't have one, bro. You know, the, you know the bad beat I had? Yeah. What is it? Was I texted you on Friday or Saturday, and I said, we got to bet this. What am I missing? And I sent you a screenshot on FanDuel Sportsbook. They had the team to score the least amount of points on championship weekend, and the Niners were the team expected to score the least, but it was still plus money. It was plus mm-hmm. 190. Why did And I forgot to put it in. You know, there's about two or three plays into the game, and I'm like... Damn it! I forgot to put that bet in. Plus one ninety was free money, right? Right. Yeah. No, I I forgot about that because I would have bet it too probably. But uh, yeah, I didn't really have one that much either. Though I mean, <laughs> I just wish I had bet a little bit more on the Chiefs. But like, it wasn't even that I wasn't confident. It's that big futures bet I had on the Super yeah. Bowl. I was like, I, you know, I don't need to pour a bunch more money into betting on the Chiefs. They lose, I lose all that. So. Uh, you know, stayed confident, but I, you know, I wish I'd put a little bit more on them and uh, maybe some money line parlay on like the Eagles and Chiefs both winning because we felt pretty good about. Both I did of those. have, yeah, I had, I had a couple of teasers, you know, teasing the Eagles up, and I yeah. actually teased the Bengals up. I had an over under so. teaser hit this week on both games. Did too. you? Yeah. Nice. The, I almost uh, hit my same game parlay on FanDuel Sportsbook. I just missed the Juju touchdown because he came out with that injury early on. But I had the T Higgins touchdown and the Burrow over on touchdowns and and passing yards and all that stuff. I just alternate passing uh, yards. Yeah. I needed a touchdown from Juju. It would have been like twenty to one, but that was not in the card since he came out. So. Um, but did you have a bad beat then, or is it not really? No, not really. No, did you not lose so. a bet either this week? Uh, there are a couple like anytime touchdowns, sprinkles, and stuff, but nothing worth you know. Even much. my DFS, I smoked this week. I, I finally made a comeback on that. I'd had a couple of bad weeks in a row. Hey, there. I did hit Travis Kelsey first touchdown for the second week in a row, though. Thank you, Travis. He's a beast, man. He is. He's a beast. Okay, so let's talk about these two games from last weekend right now, and just kind of go over them. We normally All do right. our takeaways, but since we only have two games, let's just talk about the game. So I'm going to pull up the stats here. So first game we had 31 to seven. The Eagles over the 49ers. So 
Well, let's start off with, let me just ask you a question, and we'll never know the answer to this question. Brock Purdy, if mm-hmm. he doesn't go down with the what turns out to be a UCL injury, which is a, a six-month injury, essentially, if, if, if he doesn't go down... How many points did the 49ers score in this game? How do you how do you think this game would have played out differently? Because obviously the Eagles didn't really try to do anything in the fourth quarter, keeping that in mind too. Yeah, I mean the Eagles probably uh, try a little bit harder to you know keep up the pace and score more. So I don't know if the margin would be that different, but I would say at least one extra touchdown for if Brock Purdy played, maybe like a 17 points. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking like 17 or 20 points they would have probably had. Yeah, I still think they lose soundly. I think the Eagles were going to win that <laughs> that's, game. That's kind of I. It wasn't much of a bet. I put very little on it, but that's kind of a bad beat as I bet Brock Purdy to finally throw an interception and he freaking would have <laughs> if he had played the game but he well, couldn't not to throw. the fumble was just about an right, interception yeah. you know the play he came out on right, was, yeah. they missed the interception by like three inches yeah so that was kind that of that guy but... dude how lucky was that guy to not throw picks oh, all I, year? I mean if you go back and watch the tape i watched the whole somebody put together on, on on twitter like a whole reel of like his near interception and there was like nine of them and they, and they were like all lucky because yeah. I don't think he would he turn, turn it over like once. Like he never turned it over. And his he he was slow in his reads. We talked about that coming into this game after the Dallas game about how Dallas was the best defense he'd seen, and now mm-hmm. Philadelphia was going to be much better. No, not much better, but better than Dallas. Right. I, maybe much better. Yeah. I mean, they're a better, solidly better defense than Dallas. I do think I'll say this. I I do think the Philadelphia defense is excellent. I do think maybe they're a, a smidge overhyped. Yeah. Um. You know, you go back and look at the numbers. I mean, let's let's just actually, since I'm making claims like that, let's just ma- see if we can back them up here. That's kind of one of the things I took away from this week was that even though the 49ers didn't score that much, um, I feel like the Eagles' defense can be scored on. Like, it's not – that was kind of the question with uh, the Niners was, like, who, who could score on these guys? And obviously the Eagles could. Um, but, you know, the Eagles, we, we kind of went back and talked about that, I think, last week. Off the I podcast. think it was off the air we off talked the about air, it. But, yeah, we talked about how, like, uh, just – the teams that had put up like over 30 on the Eagles, there are quite a few. Even so 21. The, it's, it, they're able to be scored on. I think that this will be a high-scoring Super Bowl because— I don't think the Chiefs are going to struggle to score in this game. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, you go back and let's, look, let's go through and look at the—some. I mean, now, I get it's different. You have two weeks to game plan for this game. You're, you're bringing everything out. You're not hiding anything. So, I mean, with that said, it, both can be said. The Eagles may have some tricks up their sleeve, and they'll have a game plan that the Chiefs don't know about, obviously. But then again, the Chiefs haven't showed everything either, and they've got—I right. do think that they're going to have some sort of—I think they were probably going to have it in that Cincinnati game, some sort of Kadarius Tony yeah. throw play, because he was a quarterback. He did go to Florida as a quarterback his first semester. Um, so I've always thought they've got some some funky plays. Andy Reid did not bring out a single one of his patented, you know, fun plays. You know one's coming in the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, gotta be. If not more. But let's go through the Philadelphia schedule this year. And again, I'm acknowledging week one, it's hard to make comparison. You know, right, same, yeah. with, same with the Chiefs. Let's, to be fair, the Chiefs lost to the Colts. To be fair, the Chiefs went into overtime against the Texans. So so to nitpick, it's kind of unfair. I'm, I'm going to just point that out, okay? And I'm not saying the Eagles' defense is not really good, and I'm not saying they haven't improved from some of this or they won't have certain looks. But ja- but Detroit, week one, puts up 35 against them. That's Jared Goff, okay? Um, they did shut down Kirk Cousins on Sunday Night Football. That's not anything to write home about. He had seven in that game. They gave up 21 to Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. Chiefs have a much better offense than Jacksonville. They gave up. 17 to Arizona, that's fine. Dallas, 17, those are impressive. Um, let's see. They gave up 32 to Carson Wentz at home and lost. Yeah. 32. Gave up 33. Wait, no, that, that was Taylor Heineke, wasn't it? I think I think it was. Was it Heineke in Week 10? I think it was Heineke. Okay, yeah. when did Wentz leave? Like Week 8 or so? So whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's it's Washington, either way. Yeah. <laughs> it still is Washington, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Gave up 33 to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, 22 to Daniel Jones. 20 to Justin Fields. 40 to Dak Prescott, 20 to Andy Dalton. Right, yeah, Andy Dalton. 
and then they've been killing it in the playoffs, seven and seven. Yeah. But like my point is, and some people, and, and to be fair, some people are saying it's the easiest path ever for an NFC team to the Super Bowl. They beat Daniel Jones and a running back at quarterback, you know, for half the game. Well, like we talked about too, though, this <laughs> schedule looked a little bit easier at the beginning of the season. Some of these teams, like yeah, the Giants, their schedule, like the schedule than, actually did end up being yeah. number one somehow. Yeah. It That's did. Crazy. That's fair. And a shout out to my buddy Devin for pointing that out at first. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not trying to say the Eagles aren't really freaking good. And yeah. I'm not saying they don't have a formidable defense. I'm just saying, like, this this narrative of how are the Chiefs going to be able to hold up against the Chiefs' offensive line is fine. The Chiefs' offensive line is a top 10 unit in the NFL. It's not the Eagles' offensive line, yeah. but it's still a top 10 offensive line. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs have this far superior play caller. The Chiefs have the superior quarterback in this game. The Chiefs have the superior, superior tight end in this game. I think the running backs are a wash. I'll take Pacheco and, and Sanders at this point. I know Sanders is a sexier name and has a longer time in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, McKinnon, I think, is gain well. I think it's the same thing. I mean, the Chiefs don't have a Boston Scott, but they don't need a Boston Scott. You don't need three running backs. What about Rojo? The, the Eagles have a have a big time advantage at wide receiver. Yeah, a big time advantage, and the Eagles have a better defense. The Eagles' defense is better than the Chiefs. I'm not saying yeah. that, but I think the Chiefs' unit is a lot better than people think it is defensively. I mean, they yeah, stepped what'd you up think big of last week. I mean, we had two picks. One, you know, yeah. Well, how many sacks did we end up with? Five. Oh yeah, that was great. I mean, if they, they came out and had three off the bat, bet the first on just couple about anybody to have a sack and it would have hit. And what did we talk about here in the press box last yeah. week? What did we talk about? Yeah, we talked was... about how everybody just because Buffalo couldn't get home. They're like, oh, well, the Bengals' offensive line is fine. They're they're fine then. I'm like, guys, since Von Miller went out, it's a bottom three unit rush in the mm-hmm. pass. Since Von Miller went out, and yes, they had a really good game plan, got the ball out like that in that game. I don't know that the snow really mattered because both teams have to play in it. Offense probably has the advantage more so. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, why, why did people just assume coming in that, that, that this line was going to hold up without a problem? I, I feel like our pass rush because it's one like, game is a whole different thing. In the it's way better than too. Buffalo's. Yeah. But I mean, I, I did bet a little bit on Chris Jones to make a sack based on what we talked about. It hit, of course. But like when they were, <laughs> when they were, uh, I like that. I like the humble brag there. I did make it, it hit, of course. No, anyway, that, that was more just because everybody was getting home. But it did, it did hit. That is true. Um, you did, bet, you, you did call Carl Loftus too, by the I way. I did, yeah, I did. I didn't bet on it. I wish I had. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no. And mentally, that bet cash for me uh, when I saw him crying during the national anthem. I was like, oh, we're set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, speaking of crying, I love how the Bosa's cry, both of them. How, how about the video of him coming into the stadium there in Philadelphia? Oh, Did you yeah. see that? I mean, you just got to know better than to engage with the Philly fans. Yeah, well, they're just, they're just both a bunch of yeah. losers. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, uh, they're both good players, but yeah. uh, the Niners one, we'll just say, is better and probably has more between the head yeah. and his brain <laughs> Seems than, like it. Than, our, than our friend and, and the Chargers. But, yeah, so real quick, finishing up on the Eagles 49ers game. What else did you see in this game? I mean, I was, I was like, we, like we talked about either, earlier. Cruck, Cruck, come back in here real quick. So, how did you know that they were going to be able to run the ball in this game? Is it just as simple as the offense? Because you have to admit, the Niners were number two or number one in the NFL against the run, depending. But you knew they were going to run. How did you know that? I mean, I knew they were going to run just looking at the breakdown of the Eagles' O line. Jason Kelsey, in a lot of ways, is in my opinion, better than his brother, Travis Kelsey. And I can see that as a hot take for a lot of Kansas City fans. But, I mean, Jason Kelsey has taken his role as an offensive lineman. And, you know, people don't know a lot of offensive linemen because they're not getting their names called for touchdowns, for picks, for sacks. But you know this name. This is a household name at offensive line. So this guy is amazing at his job. And then you have um, Lane Lane Johnson on the other side. I mean... What do you think about him almost false starting every game? Do you think he is false starting? I, I watched a Twitter video on that where it's like he gets like a tenth of a second advantage there. Is that just is that just common knowledge you can get away with that? Is it not really a false start to you? Because it's kind of in that gray area. 
I mean, I get so frustrated at it because I'm from Illinois, so I'm a Chicago Bears fan, mm-hmm. and the Chicago Bears O line is nowhere near these guys. But we still do the, like the half second false start and get away with it. Yeah, and it drives me nuts because how is the other team supposed to play half a second down when the average football play is three point four seconds? Yeah, it's it's just mathematically harder to get to the quarterback when you're already two steps back and I'm coming out of my three-point or four-point stance. Yeah, so it, so it is kind of – it probably should be called a penalty, right? It more it should be called a penalty, but because they've let it happen over and over and over again, once they start calling those, the game's going to completely change. It's like holds in the NFL, right? I mean, they, they hold on almost every play. Or, even better, the one that annoys me the most is the, well, the play clock hits zero, but once they hit zero, they can then look at the quarterback and then give him a tenth of a second yeah. to snap it and then choose to throw the flag. It's at zero. Throw the damn flag. Like, what? Where, like right? It's like a five-second call in basketball. Like, you have fast five-second calls sometimes right. out of bounds. You're like, that was not five seconds, or that was six seconds. Why don't they don't they at some point need to enforce a damn delay game, don't you think? I mean, uh, I heard Ed Hockley's talk about this after he retired, um, and basically the back judge is the one looking at the play clock when he looks at it and it hits zero, he then has to shift his eyes down to the actual play. And if the play is in motion at that point, he won't throw the flag. But if they have yet to snap the ball, he will have to throw the flag. Otherwise, that's on him for not calling it. But don't you think they never do that? Like I feel like half the time it hits zero, still zero, still zero. <laughs> like and they still snap it. Like I swear, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's interesting, but they I mean they were able to run the damn ball in that game and, and what else did you take away from that game? I was surprised with that. We'll talk more about it, but I think the Chiefs are going to the one thing that will decide that game probably ultimately is can the Chiefs slow down the run, right? And they're yeah. going to they can't have Kenneth Gainwell and Miles Sanders ripping off 7-8 yards a carry, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, we talked about it on the podcast. We kind of thought the opposite that the Eagles would win obviously, but that with the deep ha- ball. It would happen with the deep ball, yeah. And I mean, it, it was there so we were kind of right, but we saw Jalen Hurts miss a lot of these throws and so like I don't think that that like really necessarily gives me confidence because we know he can make him. We know he was making them at one of the highest yeah. clips in the NFL all season. Um but no, that that's just what surprised me. I think that this game would have been even more of a blowout probably if he, if some of those had been completed. I mean, you saw Devontae get hit in the hands 40 yards downfield you saw him miss two or three to you know AJ Brown and Dallas Goddard and you know that those would be be big difference makers yeah absolutely absolutely so the Eagles took him to the woodshed I I, again I don't think it would have mattered who played quarterback that much I I I think you're right 10 more points probably for the 49ers but I mean the Eagles probably would have scored at least three more maybe seven more so I think the the margin was about what it was going to be that was just an ass kicking and the Eagles deserved it and I had no doubt about it. That's why I put over $1,000 on him at the end of the day last weekend. Was I was very confident in that game. Second game, let's talk more about the Chiefs and the Bengals. Killian, what's your main takeaway from this game, first of all? Because there's there's so much to talk about with this game. But if you had, Do you have like a main point or a main memory or a main takeaway from that game? I mean, I don't know. Just... We talk about how tired of a take it is, and that's part of the reason Mahomes gets like hate. But Mahomes is so good. That was my main takeaway. Holy crap! He just he threw it to like ten different receivers. There was no playing catch with Marcus Kemp in the fourth quarter. No Juju. Uh, Sky Moore's out there. Darius went out. Sky Moore's returning punts. We, I mean, we were very very thin, and to see him still do what he did to still run with his ankle like that and uh, to make plays. I mean, Travis Kelsey had a great game, but it wasn't just like the Travis Kelsey show by any means. You know, he got everybody involved. So like, just to see him do what. He did with who he's got around him is always impressive and uh you know it gives me confidence for the super bowl but i'm really interested to see if we can get everybody healthy are there any you know major 
injuries that you're aware well, of? It's, it's too early to tell. I, I think definitely you're going to get Ladarius Sneed back. I think Willie yeah. Gay will be back. Um, as far as the receivers, the three receivers, uh, that's a great question. I, I'm... Well, they, they said Hardman's out. So we lost. Hard, Andy said that today that Hardman, morning, yeah. the pelvis is. He said it's. I don't see any way he can play in the Super Bowl. So that leaves Tony, and that leaves a Juju, and of course Justin Watson was inactive with the illness. Hopefully mm-hmm. he's better because they need him back. Um, I don't know what to think of Kadarius Tony. The guy just is always hurt. Like I have to think that it's an ankle for him. I have to think he'll play or at least try to. I mean, mm-hmm. he's going to have two weeks off. I mean, as long as it's not a high ankle, t- I mean, and obviously playing with a high ankle is easier at quarterback than it is at receiver, right? Yeah, I mean, you, the quarterbacks don't need to run out there and do sharp Especially turns. Especially the way, and, I mean, you see the way he jukes like he's mad at the ground. Like, I yeah. Mean, <laughs> yeah. I think that's part of the reason, like, he kind of, like, slipped out of it, and that's part of the reason he got hurt. He was, like, running so hard and juking so hard right then. Well, he's a big player that they need back. Yeah, oh, I think absolutely. he plays. Juju is the wild card here for me mm-hmm. because reports where he could barely walk up the damn stairs after yeah. the game. So, I mean, is two weeks enough time? I mean, I'm sure he's going to probably try. He gets the whole offseason to recover. He's semi-playing for a contract, obviously. Yeah. He wants to, he's never played in a Super Bowl. They need him. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm pretty sure he'll probably suit up. But how good is yeah. he? Right? Hey, MVS really stepped up, though. Had a good game. MVS well had a huge game. Yep. I went, the other two things I want to point out from that game is just how well the defense played, man. The defense just rose to the occasion. They're playing one of the better offenses in the NFL. Arguably the best wide receiving core in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um and to hold them to 20 points um, was fantastic. And then uh, the other thing was I'd like to give a shout-out to the two of the things that we've been bitching about all year that have cost the Chiefs multiple games, literally multiple games. Yeah. Sky Moore returning punts and Harrison Bucker in the kissing in the kicking game. I mean, you see, you see Sky game. Moore rip off that great return, right? It's kind of poetic justice that he goes down. He's the one, because of injury, returning punts. He said it wouldn't happen anymore. Right. He, he never yeah. returned them in college. But, you know, he returns up, gets them there close to, what, the, their own 45, something like that. And then, um, you know, Mahomes rips off the run and gets the penalty. And then Bucker has been nails the last couple of weeks, you know, after just being awful, awful strong, but bad for a, a good chunk of this year. Is it because yeah. of injuries? Is it because of Tommy Townsend holding the spikes out? Who knows? It depends what you want to believe here. Laces, not spikes. But I, I do think uh, it was poetic justice and good to see the Chiefs special teams kind of step up. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Two things I want to bring up here. Kruk, I'm going to bring you back in right now. You know a lot about football injuries. How do you think – what do you think Patrick Mahomes was in that game? 75% healthy? I think Patrick Mahomes was more around, yeah, 75 80%. If if he said, and it is true, like he was on no pain medication, 75 80% at most. What do you expect him being with two weeks off now to the Super Bowl? What do you think we get in the Super Bowl? What percent? He's going to be 95, but you can't get back to 100 in just two weeks. So he'll be, he'll be a lot more mobile, you think? He'll be a lot more mobile and... Will the turf help him or hurt him? Turf, honestly, is probably going to help him because you're on grass, there's more give, there's more push back and forth, so you have to be more stable. On turf, like, there's concrete three inches underneath that turf, so you're basically running on really, really soft concrete. So I think he's going to do better on turf than he does on grass. Okay, so that could be a good thing then. Yeah. Yeah. I did see an update that there wasn't any setbacks during the um, <clears throat> the Cincinnati game. I was going to say, so if he actually didn't like, take any steps right, back, yeah. yeah, you'd think 90-95 would be a pretty attainable. Because that's, what, a six-week six injury if you kind of just baby it? Yeah. You know, something like that, typically. Now, we got to talk about the officiating. And 
Okay, I, I I don't think that the officials really had that much to do with this game. If anything, I think it hurt the, the Chiefs just as much. You see the Bengals whining about it, which is funny because I remember when the when when Jamar Chase yeah. was pushing off every Chiefs receiver and getting three touchdowns and what was it two seventy whatever the hell he had yards two twenty whatever the hell it was two twenty and three two seventy and three yeah. whatever it was. I mean, the Chiefs fans brought it up, and the Bengals were like, only losers bring up the rest, when he right. legitimately was pushing off with his arm extended while the ball was in the air. But, I mean, let's go through it. The Chiefs had a touchdown wiped off the board, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, which was maybe a hold, maybe not a hold. Mm-hmm. They can call hold any play. We talked about that. They had one wiped off. Uh, let's talk about it. The Chiefs had an interception wiped off the board that would have created a short field. It was an intercept. Was a defensive pass interference? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, but the play was called. The refs called it on that, yeah. right? That was an interception wiped off the board. Uh, the Chiefs had, did I, am I mistaken, that they had a, a bull shit, pardon my French, taunting penalty on Andrew Wiley? Oh, that was that was the one to me. It's like, if they were really trying to give everything to the uh, to us, then why did they call that on us? Yeah, I mean, that's that's three. Two of them were questionable. One of them was not questionable, but my right. point is it was a game-changing play that they allowed to happen. So now the Bengals come back and say, yeah, but how about the ref coming in? Now, first of all, I knew that was going to happen. The uh, the play in the, was the, fourth, the fourth quarter, right, when the clock kept running, it should have been running. So, the play before was an incomplete pass, and then they put the ball down, and the clock was not running like it should. But then they respotted the ball again. They had to come in and respot it. And he's like, the clock will start on my signal. Uh-huh. And I remember sitting at home and I said to myself, no, that was an incomplete pass. The clock does not stop here. They started at the clock stop. You can clearly see the back judge come in or the, or the side judge come in and whistle the play dead, but it kept going, right? Mm-hmm. And so they... The, 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 the Bengals have stopped the Chiefs in that play, right? And the Chiefs get another play, and the Bengals are pissed. I understand why they're pissed. I get that. Like, I understand. You had the play stop. It's frustrating. I get it. And then they get called for a penalty, which was a clear penalty. He was clearly holding the Chiefs. I think it was MVS, I think, in, out, coming out of the break there was being held. Mm-hmm. Chiefs get automatic first down. The Bengals were like, oh, you're going to give them six plays. The Chiefs ended up punting the ball. Or, either they punted it or was that when Mahomes fumbled? Which one was, was it? Punt it. Yeah. So the, the Bengals had the ball back three plays more. It, pro- it probably cost the Bengals 10 yards of field position. Probably in like a minute of the clock. Yeah, that's it. Like mm-hmm. that. That played it out. Then you see him bitching about how there wasn't a, a, a personal foul called on the one yard line when it was T Higgins. I think one out or a mixing somebody like should have been the Bengals scored the next play anyways. Yeah, so it would have been the, at the foot line instead of the three foot line. You know, then you have the last play of the game. It's clearly a penalty. I mean, Mahomes had both feet out of bounds. Like, well, it was a penalty, but you shouldn't have called it there. What? Yeah, that's, that's my thing. Is like. <laughs> It's it's all kind of ridiculous in retrospect, just because like generally that those are going to happen on both sides, and you're going to of course use your bias to pick the ones that screwed your team, and you're going to complain about those. But I mean, you can't really especially complain about uh, a missed call. I mean, a little bit, I guess you could complain about a call that like shouldn't have happened, and they call you know called some BS. But um, missed calls happen on every play, as we talk about. It. Holding happens every single play. Yeah, they're like, also like, oh, they're, they could have called holding on this play. Well, yeah, I mean, that's why we have human refs because there's got there's a threshold that it has to you know break. There's a little bit of holding, and they have to decide on a case by case basis, and that's why they're humans that do that. Well, it's, it's like damned if you good. do, damned if you don't, too, right? right? Yeah, you call exactly. holding penalties, everyone's pissed, and if you don't call holding penalties, half the teams are pissed or half the fans are pissed. I didn't think it mattered one bit in that game. Let me ask you a few questions here, Killian. Yes or no, the Cincinnati Bengals had a lead in this game? No. Yes or no, the Kansas City Chiefs outyarded the Cincinnati Bengals? Yes. Yes or no, the Kansas City Chiefs had more first downs? Yes. Yes or no, the Bengals had more turnovers? Yes. Yes or no, the Chiefs were playing with a depleted roster down six players? Yes. 
See, and the Chiefs, I didn't even know the answer to some of these, but I'm just assuming. <laughs> it's like the Bengals never had a lead in this game. They were out yarded. They were out first down. They were, they had more turnovers. I mean, Mahomes gave them the ball once. And a yeah, whole, and so, if anything, the Burrow plays were more turnovers than the Mahomes should have been. He just dropped the that ball. That was so weird. But uh, you said you kind of pointed out earlier in the week. There's a lot of parallels between this game and the yes. last one we played earlier in the season. The end of the first half when they were down there and had to sell for the field goal instead of the touchdown because mm-hmm. time was running out. Same as last year, except the Chiefs didn't get any points there before halftime. Almost it was eerily similar though wasn't it yeah, and then the, of course the Mahomes turnover was the Kelsey time wise and as same far as part field of the field position, where Kelsey almost exactly the what season. happened with yeah it so, was wasn't it weird hey at least the ending turned out better for us yeah I mean it was just like the all year it's just been how do we discredit first it was you know Mahomes was nothing without Hill then it's the Chiefs are second or third in the AFC West and you know the whole year we've just heard all these excuses then the Chiefs shouldn't have been the one seed Cincinnati would have waxed Buffalo the first time they played just like yeah. they did this time that was mm-hmm. we talked that was our lock of the week we talked about that game ad nauseum the same thing would have happened the Chiefs were always the one seed they would have been the one seed no matter what the team that got screwed was Cincinnati they shouldn't have had to go to Buffalo that game should have been in Cincinnati it doesn't yeah. matter though my point is the Chiefs have been discredited all year Mahomes has been discredited all year and who's there at the end? Who led the whole game? Who won the game? Who had the home field advantage? Who, who played down all these players? I'd love to see Joe Burrow throw to Mike Thomas and uh, Trenton Irwin and yeah. see how he does. I uh, I did. I mean, it, it makes sense, but like I just hadn't really thought about it. Mahomes has never played an away playoff game. Just the Super yep. Bowls. Yep. That's it. Yep. <laughs> Five years in a row. That's it's incredible. Crazy. It's incredible. All right. So NFL coaches here. We'll, we'll have a preview of... Um, of the big Super Bowl next week. We'll have plenty to talk about on that. I guess if you want to give a quick, what's the one thing you're concerned about from a Chiefs perspective? For me, it's just the whole sorting out the RPO. I, I think the Chiefs in this game, actually we'll bring in Kruk here in a minute too. I, well, let's bring you in now. I, I like the idea of the Chiefs going three defensive linemen in this matchup and, and kind of playing more more with a shadow on him, getting an extra linebacker, bring somebody up. What, do you, what are your thoughts on that to help stop the run of this RPO here? Yeah, I like the three D linemen with an extra linebacker, but I mean, looking at the Eagles O line, you got to put a fourth hand, you think a so? fourth hand in the dirt, because I mean, you look at these guys when it's fourth and one. This is the team that you want to watch on fourth and one because they Absolutely. create two yards of running room just by simply moving them for two seconds. This team can move anybody in the league, and it's it's not a question. Fletcher Cox is on their own team, and in my opinion, one of the better D linemen in the league. Fletcher Cox, when he goes against them in practice, he hates it. He despises going against his own O-line because they're just nasty in the dirt. They're like old-school 1970s Pittsburgh Steelers kind of nasty. So you think you think the three defensive line thing is interesting but probably wouldn't work? I don't think it'd work, but with the extra linebackers, you can fill in holes a lot better, right? Because you're behind... You're a couple yards back, you can see where the holes are going to open, and you can shoot them, fill them up. But at the same time, you get that extra hand in the dirt, there's going to be less holes to open. Now you have linebackers who only have to fill a couple of holes instead of multiple linebackers having to fill even more holes. And you're right. That to me, yeah, to me that'd be more of an early down thing. I'm passing mm-hmm. down just here. You don't want you don't want her standing back there all day and being able to just run around back there. So uh, yeah, I should probably clarify that. I see that more of an early down thing. One thing I do think I should have mentioned in the takeaways too, Killian, is a guy that I can see playing more in this game is, is my boy, my nickel, my backup safety there, my uh, my Brian Cook, the rookie. Yeah. You see his closing speed out there in some of these plays? The dude oh, is freaking fast. 
fast. Dave was thinking about getting a jersey, by the way. I am a Brian Cook, yeah. That's that true. Cool. That is true. But I think we can see more of him in this game and you know, coming in as an extra body with with his speed especially. That could be somebody that could really help yeah. there. But what you what about you, Killian? Do you have anything you're really concerned about? Uh, I just think it'll be interesting to see what we try and scheme away because I mean, <clears throat> if we uh, if we do kind of do the three down look and uh, have the extra back for you know short stuff and to kind of contain Hurts, then we got to watch out for you know their normal runs to the running back and uh, you know if we try to respect containing Hurts too much, then that opens up the long pass, which obviously has been good for them all season. Had an off week last week against the Niners, but. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of ways they can get to us. Their offense has a lot of uh, threats, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what we choose to kind of try and shut down. Yeah. Now, NFL coaches, were you as surprised as I was? Not so much. I, I get the D'Amico Ryans thing going down with the connections he has to Texas, right, going yeah. down to the Texans, defensive-minded coach. Uh, were you surprised that Sean Payton wanted that Denver job like I was? Yeah, I mean, we kind of talked about this all season, and it, it just didn't seem like something that he would really want based on being tied to Russell Wilson for as long as he is. No on, draft capital. Uh, being in the conference that he is. you know, The just, division with right, Mahomes absolutely. and Herbert. And that's what they've established is that like the – the Broncos have no money, and especially now that they're having to, you know, get Peyton and they have no uh, draft picks. Yeah, they're nothing. How are they going to get better? Even the guys on defense they have that are good are getting older. Mm. <laughs> it's like, what do they have in that team? Yeah, I just I don't see how they're going to be able to get it together for quite a few years. Anything else stick out from that game? From or sorry, no, not from the not from the game. I mean, from the coaching situation. Oh uh, no, not a whole lot. I mean, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Um, how how he has them next year because obviously we play them a couple times but I, I don't. Where's Aaron Rodgers going? Is he going to the Jets? Is he going to the Bucks? Where's he going? I don't. Is he going know. to Is he going to Vegas? I don't know. There's part of me thinks he just retires, but I don't. I don't. I don't know if he does, but I don't know. He seems to have a flair for Brock, dramatic. Do you have an opinion on that? I can tell you for 100 percent certainty he will not be going to the 49ers. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but. The Raiders. Neither will Jimmy G. We found yeah. out from Shanahan. The Raiders. I mean, he just lost Devontae Adams, and really, he kind of trash talked him as soon as he said it because Devontae Adams went over there and he's like, "You know, I'm going from one superstar quarterback to another superstar quarterback in right. Derek Carr." And Rodgers took that personally, like he takes everything, <laughs> and he's like, "You know, I'm going from one superstar wide receiver, Devontae Adams, to another." Superstar receiver. Al Lazard. Who guy, also won't be back. This guy couldn't even catch a bag of peanuts if you threw yeah. it to him from the stands. I mean, the, yeah. he, I don't see them getting back together. Do I see him going to the Bucks? Not really. But I, I just I don't see him going to the Jets because, you know, Joe Namath said he would he would let the Jets unretire number 12 so Aaron Rodgers could wear it. I did see that. But I don't see him going to the Jets for the sole purpose of, like, he doesn't want to leave Green Bay. As much as much fuss and upsetting he makes people, he doesn't want to leave there because he knows that he's in charge there. If he goes to the Jets, the Jets are going to be like, yo, you're the new kid on the block. Plus they have Nathaniel Hackett, yeah. although we had him before. Does he retire then? I don't I, see him playing for the Packers again. Do you? I can see him somehow signing a one or two year deal and then end up retiring after a after a sour season. Man, the quarterback it's, musical chairs, Kelly, and you and I have talked oh, about I it. I mean, God, how many openings are there? Like, there's there's twelve legitimate starting quarterbacks that are free agents right now. It's going to be the most fascinating offseason for quarterbacks. No, we we'll have to talk, to talk about it during the offseason for sure. Oh well, plenty um, to talk about. Yeah, I think it's kind of funny. I I didn't really think about it until right now, but as you're talking about that. Th- 
it's a very similar uh, situation to the Mahomes and Hill situation, uh-huh. uh, except for it turned out the complete opposite. People were like, you know, they're whichever side you pick, you know, Mahomes is losing Hill, he's not going to be any good anymore, or vice versa. Hill's losing Mahomes, he's not going to be good anymore. They both had great seasons, some of the best they've ever had. So that's good on both of them. They both proved that they were right and they can do it without the other. Uh, it's, it it kind of went the other way with Aaron Rodgers and uh, Devontae. You know, they both left and they're like, we'll be fine. You know, I've got my stars yeah. still and neither of them did too well. Yeah, but the other way. Yeah. Well, we got a we got a Pro Bowl early look here. I never thought I'd be talking about the Pro Bowl. Oh, but yeah, we've been doing some research right before this to bring Let's you be honest, all the you've been doing the research, Killian. You know you've got a legitimate I'm, problem. I'm, <laughs> well, Kruk's you're not honest. part of the research, yeah. Crook and Killian, the, the 2Ks yeah. have been doing it. You know you've got a legitimate gambling problem, though, if you're betting on the Pro Bowl. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't even think FanDuel allows you to have such a gambling problem. I don't see anything. <laughs> Is there nothing on there? If it comes up, we'll let you know, but just, just for your own uh, points of information. Just Wait, for, I thought you were pulling Pro Bowl lines off of there. No, I was, I was just reading from the NFL website, man. They, they, oh! So FanDuel doesn't even have them on there right now? That's No, cute. they're posted somewhere online. I, I think Kruk has it, but um, <laughs> is that yeah? The, sp- the sports geek has some lines, so yeah, we'll, we'll give you some lines as we read through. But okay, uh, let's go through the sports geek yeah, lines where, here. And if you can find them, bet on them. We don't recommend it, but okay. So the Pro Bowl actually starts tonight because we're doing. As ever, in case you don't know, you probably do if you listen to the show. It's not the normal Pro Bowl this year. Not a game on Sunday. Uh, there is a game on Sunday. It's flag football, and Hundley is playing at yes, quarterback. <laughs> Hundley's playing at quarterback. I have plans that day apparently. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so you're not gonna not gonna cancel everything to watch the games. No, I will not be watching those games. Okay, I can so, promise you that. But yes. Yeah, so so it's more of a skills challenge. Going to be a little bit more like the NBA, uh, you know, just more fun, more uh, different games and stuff, less of an actual game. Because let's be fair, across pretty much all of these sports, no one actually like competes hard in the the All Star game. You know, look at NBA. Baseball is like the closest yeah, thing. It, I feel it like. is. Yeah. Even that's not really a thing anymore, but it's like semi a thing. Yeah, but also like how how do you like half go and it's baseball, hard in baseball you know so I mean? you're like, pitching i throw it less hard I ran, yeah. run less hard i guess but anyway yeah starts tonight pro bowl uh thursday we've got the pro bowl dodgeball game coming up first oh, my, oh so wow that'll be fun yeah so can't wait exciting stuff so we've got the afc offense plays the afc defense and then the nfc offense plays the nfc defense and then the winners of those games play each other for the afc versus the nfc title for dodgeball okay so um <clears throat> i'm taking the afc defense you know why because Huntley cannot pass gas, so he's not going to hit anybody. See, okay. <laughs> so Crump has an opinion on this one. He was encouraging me to bet you on this, but since he's here, oh my if you God. guys would like to you, make another you friendly really, one. Crook, have you really been thinking about this? Do we need to have a talk with you? Hey. <laughs> I mean, you Is guys, Crump driving to Kansas as we Hey, speak? you guys could double or nothing on that dollar from last week. <laughs> yeah, you're double or nothing. So, okay, so let's hear your pick, Crump. What do we got? All right, so it's going to be set up in a bracket tournament. So AFC defense versus AFC offense, NFC defense versus NFC offense, and then the winners are in the championship round. I got the AFC offense beating the AFC defense in the opener, the NFC defense beating the NFC offense in the opener, and the AFC offense winning it all. Oh, my God. And looking at it, you got Jamar Chase, Nick Chubb, Tyreek Hill, Josh Jacobs, Mark no. Andrews, and Dawson Knox on the offense. The only weak spot on there is Dawson Knox, and I still <laughs> like him. He might have a cannon, though. We don't know. And then the NFC defense, who's coming out of the NFC side for my team, you got J.R. Alexander. And I hate the Packers, but he's good. Trayvon Diggs, um, Micah Parsons, Jalen Ramsey, Tariq Woolen, and then Demario Davis. Ooh. Demario Davis is the only one who like I'm kind of iffy about, but the rest of those defensive players, they can catch anything you throw. Who do at we him. have in the AFC defense? 
The AFC defense, you got Miles Garrett, Max Crosby, Sauce Gardner, Minka Fitzpatrick, Roquan Smith, and Marlon Humphrey. Seems like a bigger hmm. group overall, not as not as many not DBs as agile, stuff, maybe. Yeah. I mean, like that's what I'm looking at him at. I'm right. like, okay, who is gonna take okay, up? Okay, I didn't the realize Tyler Humphrey's not playing. I I there's, actually, there's actually a reason behind this. Hey, if you can find these bets, man. Hey, Kruk actually okay, I'm gonna go with what Kruk says on this because he's actually put the time in and, and gone with it. So we'll go with you. I take back what I said. Now that I know who's actually playing, I thought it was just like everybody in the Pro Bowl was playing. <laughs> no, yeah. And then um another thing they're doing this year is let me find it because it's actually like really interesting. They're doing a longest drive for uh, football players, and it's going to be like a traditional golf longest drive. Oh, they're going to bring their own clubs. Oh. They're going to tee off and see who can just hit it the longest and the straightest. And I'm sitting back thinking, okay, you already ruined the Pro Bowl for me as an offensive lineman by taking out the lineman <laughs> in the Pro Bowl. Now we're just going to have them. Golf. I mean, people compare golf to having paint dry for a reason. Yeah. Why are we having the Pro Bowl? That's a great question. Golf? That's a great question, Crook. <laughs> That's a great question that I don't have the answer to. Yeah. I wonder why? if it's just like, hey, look, like all these guys can outdrive PGA guys. They're just not as good. <laughs> are they not doing the old? Do you guys? You guys are probably too young. But like in the early to mid '90s, they had this thing called the Quarterback Club, and they would like see who could throw the furthest, and they would do like moving targets. Like, why don't they do stuff like that? Are they doing that? So there will be some of that. Yeah. But I mean, but who are the quarterbacks playing though? It's like these. It's the same. That's kind of drawn <laughs> Derek par- Carr's parallels in there. back to like the NBA. Like if you look at the dunk competition, it's never like the five best athlete stars in the NBA. It's like five rookies that are willing yeah. to do it. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, or the three point or whatever. Right. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, so. no, there is a same with tonight. There's the longest drive and then there's the precision throw challenge, which I don't know if you have more specifics, but that'll probably be more like the QB thing that you were uh, talking about. Is that what it is, Crook, or do you not know? Um, looking at it right now, and the most accurate quarterback that they have. Right now in the precision passing game is Geno Smith. Oh Geno. So I don't know if this is going to be exactly a great one, but I mean, you got to you got to be good if you're in the NFL. And Geno Smith, everybody was doubting him when he Come first back started of the year, off man. in yeah. Seattle. But hey, I mean, he I wish did Nate good Peterman enough. was in there. Talk about accurate quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> wish they could get Nate Peterman. He'd, he'd thrive in that competition. I feel like. Remember that game when he threw like five interceptions? Yeah. <laughs> five picks in one half. Tyrod Taylor had to come back hey. in with a punctured lung. Trevor, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence says, "Hold my beer." Yeah. Didn't he, didn't he have he four won, in the first yeah. half of the playoffs? <laughs> Something like that. But yeah. yeah, that's the Pro Bowl, man. And the game itself is on what day? Saturday. So the game is on Sunday. Sunday yeah. Sunday. So the one more thing for Thursday. There's the best catch competition opening rounds. So that uh, sounds like a lot like the dunk competition. That is. It's like just a creative thing. So they have big names. Or is it like catch- Isaiah Lively is the biggest name. <laughs> yeah, they got big names. They got Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, and Jamar Chase for the AFC. So that'd be fun. And then the other side, you got Justin Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb, Terry McLaurin, and then St. Brown. Oh, from Amon the St. Brown. Hey, that's that'd my guy, the Sun God. There you go, the Sun God. He, he, he hit me that same game parlay for a G on uh, Thanksgiving. Remember that? Oh, yeah, I do remember Anytime that. Anytime touchdown, over-receiving, and Bills minus two and a half. That was a, that was <laughs> Dave a always game. remembers his winners. Yeah, that was a nice one for but me. Yeah, I do that, remember him, So yeah. that one, that one uh, kicks off Thursday, finishes on Sunday. Uh, the... the um, Flag football game will be Sunday. There's something called the Gridiron Gauntlet, which is like a 40-yard dash mixed with an obstacle course, I guess. Kind of like some things in the way. but I mean, at least they're ra- trying. I'll it's give a them that. Yeah, it's like they're trying to do some fun stuff. Uh, the problem is they don't have any big-name quarterbacks. That's their problem. Right, yeah. I mean, it'll always be the issue, I guess, if they, you know, 
keep sending everybody out that touched the playoffs. But um, they're going to pay them or pay right. more to offer like or may, or turn up the pressure by like charity. You know, whoever, whoever quarterback does this gets charity. Like I feel like that'll true. get more guys to go there too. Yeah. Um, let's see what else we got on Sunday. There is a kick tack toe, which is. Pretty much what it sounds like. Give me Justin uh, Tucker. Is he Justin playing? Justin Tucker is playing. So Over, he wins. <laughs> we pick AFC on that one. I'm sure they're favored. And then there's something called Move the Chains, which is uh, a weighted team pool. So it's like, you know, they're like trying to pull. I, I picture like, uh, is this like the, American Gladiators <laughs> kind of. Like, I imagine Salute Your Shorts on Nickelodeon. <laughs> they pull the rope. Salute Your Shorts? Do you remember that show? No. So. <laughs> Are you guys too young? I think, see, I'm like 10 years older than you guys, so I go a little bit older. Maybe 15, but hey, <laughs> 10, 15. Who's really keeping count? But yeah. Is that it? Yeah, so that's that's going to be the weekend. I think there'll be some fun stuff in there. A lot of stuff I don't care about, but we'll we'll. Uh, if you can get even money or close to even money on the AFC kickoff, I like that with Tucker being involved. Yeah. And you're probably right about the dodgeball. That's sound thinking. So, but it'll be interesting. We'll have to we'll have to recap it. Right, now the real question is: Are you guys going to be watching the the puppy bowl or the kitten bowl here in a week and a half? Well, well I just bought a dog literally last Super Bowl, so mm. I'm going to watch the Puppy Bowl for sure. Kelly Emily, you have either of them on? You know I got a dog. I'm a Puppy Bowl guy. Hmm. Devo and his cats over there scowling at us. That's right. I'll be I'll be watching the uh, the Kitty Bowl there on uh, Super Bowl Sunday afternoon there. I think it's like on the Lifetime channel. I think, I think the Puppy Bowl is like on A&E or something, and the cats get the Lifetime channel or something <laughs> like that. But yeah, Knowing their audiences. I do want to point out real quick before we get out of here, um, next week on the show um, – We'll be going over in-depth the Super Bowl. We'll give you our pick. We'll give you lots of props. We'll give you our, our five favorite bets. We'll talk more NFL. Lots to talk about next week. I do want to pimp Killian that we are now 45 wins and 21 losses in the lock of the week, which is over 68%. If I hit the bet, there's not going to be a lock this week, by the way, just because I looked at the college basketball slate tonight, and there's not much I really like tonight. I'm not going to give you a lock unless I'm actually going to bet money on it. There's nothing I want to take tonight in college basketball, so no lock tonight. Um, we are we are sitting, though, above 68%. If we hit next week, we'll be at 69%. And I might just retire might not at that give point. you a lock the whole rest of the year. Just wait till the NFL gives that. We happens, might just so. lock it in at sixty nine percent and call it a day. No, that'll be coming up. We'll have our pick uh, next week. You have any anything to add, uh, Cruck? Do you have anything to add? No, I'm, I'm just having fun with you guys here. Yeah, Actually, you're free to come in. We enjoyed having you. Anytime you want to come in, we record on Thursdays. So if you want to come before the Super Bowl, you're welcome back next Thursday. We take Thursday. walk-ins, yeah. Absolutely. Walk-in appointments are welcome. Yeah. Yeah. If y'all want to be on crunch time, just let me know. We All right. record sure, on yeah. Mondays. Yeah, nice. follow him at crunch time. You can get anywhere. I listened to the show last week. It's very good. And I also got a shout-out. Killian, you might even get a shout-out this week. Wow. He hasn't told awesome. me that, but if you're cool enough, you might get on there. So, Kelly, anything well, to add for you? Uh, no, just take a look at those uh, Fandle boosts, all the promos they got going on. There's a lot of stuff on there. Uh, the Gronk Kick of Destiny. We should talk about that, we'll Gronk. Be, we'll be covering it more next week. But, yeah. uh, you know, if you don't know Gronk, uh, you probably haven't been watching TV or anything. But if you don't know, uh, Gronk is kicking a field goal during the Super Bowl. I think it's during halftime, halftime show yeah. or the third quarter or something. And uh, you can't bet on the kick, but if he makes it, uh, there's $10 million in prizes that are being given out to FanDuel betters. So make some bets on the uh, Super Bowl. So riddle me this. Is this something where FanDuel – I feel like this is something where our friends at FanDuel are going to somehow hook you up anyways. Surely they're not, if he misses it, going to not say you don't get anything, right? I feel like there's some sort of contingency plan here for us. Yeah. Does or, he get some, or enough enough chances where or, he will make it maybe? Or, you know, not, not to speculate, but maybe it's not live and they just show him making a kick. That's true too. <laughs> That's true. I didn't think about that, but – yeah, I'm excited You're to see that. Marketing. I think Gronk's <laughs> going to come through. I think FanDuel just knows too. Gronk is nails, man, when it also, comes Also, like, I mean, he, he's an athlete. It's not that far. Is it a 35-yard is what it is? Might be a 25-yard. I think it is 25. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the chance, if, if they give him three opportunities to make a 25-yarder, if he's been practicing, you know, no wind and inside a dome, you would think yeah. the odds are probably 
probably with him. Or maybe they'll have Adam Vinatieri wear a Gronk mask out there and do it or something. That'd, <laughs> That'd be, be funny. funny. So, yeah, we're excited for that. Well, we'll be back. We'll talk more about that next week. We'll give you a full rundown of the Super Bowl. Uh, until then, Killian. We are out. Powered by FanDuel, it's the KC Press Box with Davo and Killian White.